0: There was one tweet that said the Flyers marketing team should tie cinder blocks to their feet and jump into the Schuylkill River. Um, I liked that one. I have that printed in my office.
1: You're listening to Philly Who, the podcast that tells the stories of the doers, thinkers and performers of Philadelphia. My name is Kevin Schmidlin, and today we're sitting down in a special live episode with Sarah Schwab. For years, Sarah has directed the marketing team for the Philadelphia Flyers. And pretty recently, her team was tasked with a huge undertaking, creating a mascot. Who here, by show of hands, has heard of Gritty before this conference? Oh my goodness, absolutely. Gritty. Gritty the newest mascot in Philadelphia sports and by far the most requested guest on this podcast. He's neon orange, he's furry, he looks like something drawn up by a kid with a very active imagination. But believe it or not, bringing Gritty to life was a strategic process.
0: I mean, he was several different colors. He had several different facial features. We had a a lengthy conversation about beard, beard length, ear hair. When Gritty first hit the scene, people were
1: infuriated about his appearance. But then almost immediately, the world fell in love.
0: So about 15 minutes after we put that tweet out, I got a phone call from Good Morning America. I remember taking it and she goes, we are obsessed with Gritty.
1: So why did Gritty go from a local embarrassment to a Philly treasure in a matter of hours? You'll find out now with Sarah Schwab on Philly Mm -hmm. Who. This episode of Philly Who is supported by Pita Chip, the fast, casual Middle Eastern restaurant inspired by Syrian street food. It's just like other fast cash spots where you can build your own salad, rice bowl, or wrap. But this one has tasty shawarma, veggies, falafel, hummus, and flavorful sauces and spices. They've got great gluten-free and plant-based options too. Pita Chip is family owned by two Syrian immigrants who have been in Philly for 25 years, and this year they were featured in Philly Mag's list of best shawarma in Philly. Their two locations are on North Broad, near Temple, Goals, and on Market Street between Penn and Drexel, right next door to the Philly Who studio. Order pickup or delivery today via PitaChipPhilly.com or via the Peter Chip mobile app, and if you use promo code Philly Who, you'll get 15% off your first order. That offer is not valid for catering, which by the way, they also crush, so hit them up if your office is tired of the usual pizza and bagels. Big thanks to Omar, Mohanad, and the Pita Chip family for supporting Philly Who. Ah, gritty. The meme, the myth, the legend. In just under a year, this big googly-eyed monster has accrued a quarter million Twitter followers, countless shout-outs in pop culture, and a permanent spot in the hearts of all Philadelphians. Now, for decades, and as recently as September of 2018, the Philadelphia Flyers didn't have a mascot. They were one of only two teams in the entire National Hockey League without one, and they were the only team lacking one in Philadelphia which happens to also be home to the king of all mascots in the Philly Fanatic. Since Gritty came out of hiding in the bowels of the Wells Fargo Center on that fateful day in September, his celebrity lifestyle has been managed by an entire team. It's led by Sarah Schwab and also includes Joe Heller, Christine Mina, Lauren Robbins, Lauren Capone, and Ben DeCandelo. Now, if you would have told them this time last year that they were about to unveil the biggest internet sensation of 2018, they wouldn't have believed you. And that's not just because it's so hard to get the public to embrace any new mascot, but it was hard for us to imagine the Flyers having one because they had gone decades without any giant, furry, squeaky representation. But to Sarah Schwab, who has worked in Philly PR her whole career, Getting the Flyers a mascot was a no-brainer.
0: It's funny, actually. When I started, my first question was, can we get a mascot? Because from a PR perspective, we got passed up on so many visual opportunities because we did not have someone to put on TV or something to entertain. Um, You know, we have phenomenal ice girls. We have wonderful alumni, um, you know, who do a ton of events in a year. But we just didn't have a mascot. And so conversations actually started when a group of our executives went to the 2016 All-Star Game. And our COO's son kind of tapped him on the shoulder and was like, there are all the mascots. There's this huge mascot game. Why don't we have one? I mean, it really started from a little kid. And it happened again a year later. And then in the very beginning of 2018, Philadelphia Eagles won the Super Bowl. Which was, we were thrilled, so exciting. And here comes the bus back from Minnesota. And, you know, it's the Sixers mascot, Franklin's out there. And obviously, Swoop is out there. And the Philly Fanatic is out there. And we had no way of representing ourselves. And so I think it became a really serious conversation right after that.
1: Right. So it was almost like FOMO, really.
0: Yes, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. We just <laughs> wanted to enter the party.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Boy. I bet you had no idea how much you'd be crashing the party at that point.
0: (laughs) You could say that again.
1: So, okay. So when you first got there, you said, why can't we have a mascot? Then flyers start looking around. They say, okay, it's time for us to enter this world. Mm -hmm. What are the first steps that you and the team took to create a mascot?
0: Well, step one was fall over. I mean, truly, I was shocked when they kind of gave us the green light to do that. Yeah. So we looked in our own backyard. The Philly Fanatic is probably the most beloved mascot of all time. Um, So we called up a guy by the name of uh, David Raymond. He's the original Philly Fanatic. And um, he consulted with us, met with us several times through the process of starting to create Gritty. And then we still talk to him often to this day.
1: What kind of advice did he give you at the outset?
0: He gave us some tough love. Um... Really, he wanted us to understand that a mascot adoption cycle is not a day. It's, he told us two weeks to two months. Um, He said to be very prepared for pretty brutal backlash. So we were, we were.
1: Really? So, so regardless of what the mascot would be, he said, no matter what it is. No matter what. People aren't going to like it at first. Yeah. That's really, really interesting.
0: So we knew we had a pretty uphill battle last summer. Um, and I wish I could say this is a story of, you know, we had a vision and, you know, we we saw it through. But it was more a story of thinking, "Is this going to work the whole time.
1: Yeah. <laughs> the other challenge is that I, I think there are already 28 other NHL mascots out there. So you have to find something that's totally unique, right? Was, was that a challenge?
0: Absolutely. And, you know, we also have three, four major mascots in the market here. Um, so when we started looking at concepts, um, you know, we knew we didn't want to go aviation, you know, the flyers, we, we didn't want to see that. Um, we looked at several animal type concepts, but nothing really felt right. Um, we looked at a bull. We looked at various dogs. I think I saw a flying squirrel. Wow. Um but really, after looking at uh, I'm probably over 200 sketches, we landed on something monster-like is what we decided.
1: And 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 why? What's the decision by going for the monster? What, like what's the-
0: well, it's actually funny. Um, again, this week last year, and, and I'll never forget it, because my boss, the, the VP of Marketing Communications, uh, Joe Heller, he goes on vacation this week every year. And he came into my office and said... You're gonna have to pitch whatever concepts we land on next week. <laughs> oh okay, thank, thank you for leaving me with that. Thank you so much. Um, so we actually we we brought two concepts to our executives. We brought a safe option we call it. Um, something that if you looked at it, it looks a little more cuddly, looks a little more maybe kid friendly, uh, a little more conservative. Um, and then we brought. Monster D, which would go on to become Gritty. Um, and I, we brought it almost as a joke, to be honest. I mean, we, the group of us, I mean, there's about six or seven of us that were pretty heavily involved, and um, we couldn't stop talking about it. So I, I brought it as a backup, and I was floored when our COL looked at it and said, no, let's, let's go all in.
1: So, so going into the pitch... You were prepared to just go with option A.
0: Oh, yeah. I had a whole plan for option A. Um, option door number two, option B, I did not have a plan for. Um, and he he looked at me and he said, I want to make a splash. Let's really commit to to getting a little wacky. So that's that's what we got. <laughs> it
1: was time to get wacky. <laughs> so you decide to go with... You said Monster D, was it? Monster D. Now, I've heard that there have been, that there were a couple of features that kind of almost made it onto the final Gritty. Were there any that that stayed on the drawing board after you had decided to go with Monster D?
0: So, uh, concepts we kept.
1: Yeah. No, concepts that didn't quite make
0: it. Ah. Uh, Well, his name, Gritty, uh, comes from our president, our, um, he's a former flyer himself, Paul Holmgren. And... Paul, we were talking about kind of um, characteristics that are, you know, that really embody the brand of the flyers, and he kept coming back to the word gritty, and which was great. And but that's where maybe his marketing stops because he goes, "Oh, he should have sandpaper hands," <laughs> and we all sort of cringe. Oh, we like your idea of the name, Paul. Um, other thing, I mean, he was several different colors. Yeah, he had several different facial features we had a, a lengthy conversation about beard beard length ear hair teeth was a big one um <laughs> i was pro teeth i'm actually very embarrassed to say that he did have an underbite for for some time wow i was pro teeth i lost the teeth that didn't one. make it though no teeth did not make it um the eyebrows were actually always something that we really wanted I don't know if, if you've taken a gander at him recently, but he has very fluffy brows. Um, we really pushed for that. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, this, this was the kind of conversations we were having all summer. Um, he actually, he was going to be full Winnie the Pooh, no pants up wow. until about a week before we unveiled him. And the, the reason that we ended up putting pants on him is our performer is a little bit taller than we had anticipated. And he came out in the costume. We all sort of looked at him and was like, oh, he has chicken legs. <laughs> he needs pants. So <laughs> he, got a, he got himself a pair of hockey shorts. Yeah.
1: Gotcha. So, so the summer goes on and you're, you're designing this monster, really. Um, it was, what, September 13th, where you revealed Gritty privately within the organization. Yes. What was the organization's internal response like when you finally said, "Here it is?"
0: So that was um, our we call it media day, but it's when the players come back to town. We take, you know, photos and content for the year with them and we treated Gritty as if he were a player, so he came out on the ice and so a lot of the um, a lot of that early footage and photography you see of him was captured that day and i'll never forget paul Holmgrim was actually he was up on the perch in front of the ice looking over and gritty's squeaking and waving at him <laughs> and i thought oh we're all in for it now like <laughs> i don't know if i'm going to have a job tomorrow yeah. to be honest yeah.
1: so you so you guys weren't you weren't sure how people were going to react
0: no i mean we we were very committed um we had a ton of conversations about how difficult this was going to be. I mean, and moreover, when you introduce a mascot anywhere, it's difficult. When you introduce a mascot in a town like Philadelphia, you're fighting an, an uphill battle. Um, so we did have conversations about how to, to open his arms up to the, to the city and the community and how he could embrace them and hopefully they would embrace him back. And, we did hope that maybe backlash from other markets would actually help us. And that's actually, I mean, I mean thank you, Pittsburgh Penguins, because they played right into our hand. And on that first day, you know, we unleashed Gritty into the world and the Penguins mascot tweeted, LOL, okay. Well, we saw the volley and we just took it.
1: Yeah, so before we get there, I, w- I want to talk about earlier that morning, right? So. It's, it's about 10 or 11 days after the private reveal that the, the team has been made aware. You, you film the promotional material. And then September 24th, 2018, a day you'll probably remember. Forever. Forever. Um, you, ha- you held an event at Philadelphia's Please Touch Museum with about like five or 600 children to introduce the mascot publicly for the first time. Now, that morning, the team's getting ready to debut. What's going through your mind?
0: So, I mean, truly, that that day will always go down in history. Um, And I'm sure everybody out here knows, you know, when you have have a major PR event like that, you're in the weeds, you're in the thick of it. I was going through things like getting his mascot car transported from the Wells Fargo Center to the Please Touch Museum. I'd spent three hours Sunday, the day before, trying to wedge the car into their freight elevator and get upstairs into the main museum. So that was the kind of stuff that I was dealing with at that point. And it's it's funny now looking back, like you get so in the weeds sometimes that you forget, you know, big picture what's going to happen. Um, I mean, down to, I remember calling one of my team members that morning and saying to her, when you put the tweet out from his account, what are you going to write? What are you thinking? And she's like, uh, I haven't really thought it through yet. <laughs> I'm like, Maybe we should talk though because it's going to happen in two hours. Yeah. So, um, And she actually said, what if I just say it me? Like joking. And I was like, I love it. <laughs> Let's do it.
1: Yeah. And that, that was it.
0: Yeah, And that's, that's all she wrote on that. Yeah.
1: So how did the 600 children react when Gritty walked into the room for the first time?
0: So the kids loved him. Loved him. And and we had a huge event. We had an arena host there. We had our ice team there. It was DJed. These kids ate it up. And by all accounts, it was an incredibly successful event. Like he came out and I think I cried tears of joy. I was like, this is wonderful. It's perfect. He looks perfect. The kids love him, which, you know, you never know how kids are going to react, particularly to mascots. Um, the event goes off without a hitch. And then I looked down at my phone, and it was looking a little different on Twitter um,
1: so you you announced on Twitter during the event, yes, yeah, revealed gritty to social media, so you're you're there at the event. The kids are having a blast. It's all going perfect. Then you look at Twitter,
0: yeah, and that's it hit me kind of in that moment. OK, this is what Dave Raymond warned us about,
1: and what did you see?
0: um. People were calling for our jobs. I, there was one tweet that said, the Flyers marketing team should tie cinder blocks to their feet and jump into the Schuylkill River. <laughs> um, I liked that one. though. That I have that, print, yeah. I have that printed in my office. Um, and a lot of, I mean, looking back, the tweets are actually really funny. I mean, people calling him nightmare fuel, pe- people making... Comparisons to other mascots, oh, if this one and this one had a baby, it would look like Gritty or you know, <laughs> Gritty had a rough night. There were a lot of there was a lot of actually very funny commentary. Um, and as a group, we were we were prepared. We were we were ready for the backlash. And um, the event ended. And I do remember we we stayed at the museum in a back room and we just kept reading the tweets and reading more and reading more. And no one was getting up. And there was I don't know maybe six or seven of us, and it was like an hour passes, two hour passes, and we nobody moved. We just stayed there and looked at Twitter for well into that afternoon
1: and And how did the team feel? i mean, you had you were prepared right for some backlash. So was it more than you expected? Was it just entertaining to see all the crazy stuff people were saying?
0: I think we were so prepared for the backlash. I think we you never know what people are going to hate about. The mascot, I think I was prepared more for why are the Flyers getting a mascot? What I wasn't necessarily prepared for was so much commentary on his appearance. Um, I mean, he's quite something to behold. I understand that. Uh, and I think, too, and we say this now looking back, the way he was photographed on that media day made him, I mean, he did look pretty scary. Pretty scary <laughs> yeah. Um, You know, you you win some, you lose some. We learned from that one. Uh, Gritty is never photographed against a black backdrop now. Ever again. (laughs) Nope. We never have ever again. Right. Yeah.
1: So you mentioned the famous tweet that really made the tide turn, which in retrospect was only a few hours after Gritty was introduced that people started to get behind him, which is like, you know, David Raymond told you expect two weeks to like what two months for until people came around so it's a couple hours later and the pittsburgh penguins account tweets lol okay mm-hmm. can you tell me how the response gritty's response to that came to be
0: so we were still at the police touch museum in that back room and um you know they threw that out there and we were like we 100 percent have to respond it has to be the right note." and um, I honestly can't even remember. Someone said, oh, we should tell him to sleep with one eye open tonight. And I'll never forget one of our, um, our digital coordinator who is brilliant. Her name is Lauren Robbins. We have some truly brilliant people on, on the team. She goes, you should call him bird. And no other context, just sleep with one eye open tonight, bird. And the way she said it, we just were like, that's awesome. Let's do it. (laughs) And that's, that's truly how a lot of his content comes about, is just what we think is funny. And yeah. we're like, I, can't, I still giggle here.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, any, anytime somebody's mean to the penguins, I think Philadelphia is going to get behind that. Oh, yeah, that. So,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: So then the tide begins to turn. Yeah. Were you surprised when you started to see Philadelphia just a couple of hours later start to, start to support this crazy thing?
0: It was always my hope. But I think we were shocked, shocked that, I mean, in such a short amount of time, you know, that we are, you know, the marketing team is a disaster. They should be fired to their geniuses. Like we were just, we were totally floored. Um, and I think too, it was, this was the longest day in the world. I mean, it literally went from five in the morning until 11, 12 o'clock at night. And by the time that that day ended, people were really, they were fans of him.
1: There was, there was a quote from a fan that I think sums it up. He said, at first I was disgusted. I was like, what the hell is this? Why did you do this? Why is this a thing? It was like an hour after that, that I fell in love with him. That man got gritty tattooed on his foot. (laughs) And I think that pretty much sums up Philly's response, right? It was what the heck is this? And then the rest of the country said, what the heck is this? And then we said, you Street can't. Is a natural treasure, <laughs> you know, don't you?
0: We, Philly can knock on our own, but make no mistake, we do not like it when other people knock on us. Right. So, and, and, Especially coming from the sports world, I think we we were aware of that mentality, and and we definitely tapped into that, or, right. or wanted to tap into that.
1: And you were ready for it when the when the Penguins gave you that alley oop. Have you been in contact with the Penguins team? Did you thank them for that?
0: So it's really funny. One of the girls on our team actually worked in PR for the penguins and she was like I feel dirty doing this <laughs> um and right after we we sent the tweet she actually texted one of her old coworkers and was like sorry buddy sorry about that <laughs> um but yeah we we just there's a group of us we're small but mighty and you know we 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 try to put stuff out there that we think is funny and, right. and engaging and Genuine
1: the day that day, we're still only about halfway oh, through. Yeah, oh yeah. So later that night, Gritty was to make his on ice debut at a the first, I think, home flyers preseason game, right? Correct. Yep. And there's a famous shot of Gritty running around on the ice and like three or four times he just slips and falls oh, and he
0: eats it. It's, completely eats it. And that was not planned. That was not. That was not planned.
1: <laughs> and then later, there's a video of Gritty was shooting t-shirts into the crowd. And then turned the T-shirt can and onto somebody next to him and started shooting the person. That and was next,
0: planned. <laughs> that was
1: planned. So, so let's talk about now the, the two aspects of this phenomenon. There's, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about the social media side and that process in a little bit. But there's also the actual in-person, in-arena performance. Yep. Obviously, you can't say who the performer is, but how, do you go, how did you go about deciding the personality and the actual physical performance of Gritty?
0: So our team... With the exception of one of us, none of us had ever worked with a mascot before. We were very lucky to have Dave Raymond, obviously. And then our head of game presentation had been an NHL mascot in Carolina. So he knew a lot of the ins and outs that none of us had ever thought about. Um, things like, you know, if you don't make a mascot large enough, they look oddly shaped and skinny which is why gritty is a, a, a more of more rotund stature <laughs> um but the, the logistical things like that i mean he was so tremendously helpful with that planning and found the performer um so our performer does prefer to remain anonymous but i will say this is not his first mascot rodeo and i would be remiss if i didn't say i mean he is truly a genius um it's it's not like we throw him out in places and say dance puppet. I mean, he's really really involved in the day to day in okay, does Gritty do this? Is this something Gritty would do? Um he does all of his own stunts. He's obviously incredibly athletic. We know he's tall. Yeah. Um so and and he didn't really come into the picture until late in the summer and when he got in, we just sort of we really kind of jived with him um, and the group, and we would throw ideas around, you know, is this something Gritty would do? Okay, yeah, let's try that. Yeah. And it, it it became a lot of that, and we sort of built his personality on the fly, sort of as we went. I mean, we had a base story that uh, we had written over the summer about how Gritty... <laughs> you know, lives in the, in the basement of the Wells Fargo center. And with, with recent, uh, renovations, um, which the Wells Fargo center is being fully renovated. It's going to be beautiful. I have to get my plug in. Yeah. Um, but with recent renovations, he, his lair has been sort of disturbed and he's, he's <laughs> he come out on hiding. out. Yeah. Um, you know, and he's subsisted on dollar hot dogs and Zamboni ice for the past <laughs> unforeseen amount of time.
1: And you and the team were, were, Putting together this backstory. Yeah, it
0: was a blast. <laughs> I felt like I was writing a kid's book. Right. It's it's almost <laughs> like
1: you guys are like SNL writers or something. I
0: mean, we, we sort of feel like that sometimes. And, you know, I I can write. Uh, I at least have a, a, a PR background. Some people have design backgrounds. Some people can code. So, you know, we just kind of get together and throw ideas around. And, and that's truly how Gertie's personality got Right. Kind of formalized. I mean, to this day, I still, we're still kind of figuring. And I was with him at um, Good Morning America last week, and a dog ran up to him, and he sort of backed off. And I kind of looked at him and was like, is Gritty afraid of dogs? Is that a, did we just, oh, okay. Yeah. Sure.
1: It's part of it now. Yeah. Part of the lore. (laughs) I think my favorite Gritty video is he showed up at a a Rutgers basketball game. um, And I don't remember who they were playing, but there's a video of Gritty taking a half court shot, and he makes it. Like just he's super
0: athletic from half
1: court, sinks it and just walks away and like dances a little bit. It's like you can't plan for that stuff, right? (laughs) You can't rehearse that.
0: (laughs) That video when we received it, we were like, "Are you kidding me?" This and it was like a Friday night, and I mean, he really has given us so much to work with, which has been phenomenal.
1: So then the other side of that is the social media posts, commenting, making hilarious memes about pop culture. Now, still day one, it's after the game and. There's a tweet at like a little after 10 p.m. of Gritty posing in the Kim Kardashian pose, like where the drink is like going behind. Mm -hmm. Uh, Can you tell me how that came to be? Because was that a plan weeks in advance?
0: No. So I love this story. So um, we we did have a preseason game that night and we all had spent the better part of the day on Twitter. And at this point, the tides were starting to, to turn. And I remember we were at the press meal before the game that, that, uh, day. So probably six, seven o'clock. And, um, one of our, uh, another Lauren, we have a lot of Lauren's on our team. Hmm. Um, we call them the Lauren's, uh, they're hive mind, if you will, yeah. two headed monster. So one of the Lauren's are Lauren Robbins. Um, she was going on and on and on. Oh, he's going to break the internet. Like, I, I hate to say the word viral, but I feel like he might be going viral, And, um, you know, over her salad and her, you know, crappy sandwich for dinner, she was like, could I Photoshop him as Kim Kardashian from the paper magazine cover and like kind of looked at me and I was like, have at it. Wow. Um, and I remember that, that day we sort of told her whatever you were doing tonight, do this instead. So, midway through the game, she kind of sent it around to a group of us and we took a look at it. We made a couple tweaks and um, yeah, we decided to do it. And I remember meeting after the game and we all kind of came back to my office and we were sitting there and we were debating when we wanted to do it. And um, we decided it was going to be in the 10 o'clock hour. And I usually run at the end of games. I hate traffic. So I run out, try to, try to you know, miss the traffic. And I stayed. I was like, I have to see this play out. Wow. And we sat in my office and, and watched as, you know, we put it out. And we just, we watched as the likes came in and the retweets came in. I mean, it was pretty funny.
1: Yeah. No, it's a hilarious photo. So at what moment did you know for sure that Gritty had gone viral?
0: So about... 15 minutes after we put that tweet out, I got a phone call from Good Morning America uh, from a producer. And I remember taking it and she goes, we are obsessed with Gritty. I was like, come again? Really? (laughs) Um, You know, can we send a team down to Philly tomorrow morning and, you know, we'll put them on pop news and it'll be great. Mm -hmm. Absolutely you can. Great. We'll be there at 3 a.m. And I'm like, that's four hours from now. Oh. Okay, sure.
1: Wow. Yeah. And so you had to gather the team and said, hey, folks, we've got to shoot at, in four hours. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. And it But I think that was definitely the moment that, I, re, you know, you don't receive a phone call from Good Morning America every day. Right. You certainly don't receive a call like that where they say, we're obsessed with your mascot.
1: So in the following days, Gritty was featured on the news, on late night shows, Conan O'Brien, Stephen Colbert, John Oliver. Can you tell me the story he he made it actually onto the Jimmy Fallon show in person?
0: Yes, we went up um day 4 AGs we call it after gritty. After gritty. <laughs> <laughs> we he went up to do Jimmy Fallon and um he still wasn't, you know, people knew him but I think people like they'd pass him in the hall and be like, "Oh. Oh, you know, like, you know, he harassed Sean Mendez and Sean was kind of like, "Stay away from me, you odd thing." Um one of my I think to this date my most favorite piece of Gritty content ever came out of that. And I think I'm the only one that finds this so funny, but he um an intern brought me an autograph book and said can we have every guest sign Jimmy's autograph book can you please have Gritty sign this and I'm looking and the page they have marked for him on one side is Stephen Tyler on the other side and then behind him is like Hillary Clinton I'm like <laughs> And here's gritty. <laughs> gritty. And I remember um, I took it into the dressing room, which ironically was titled the bird room, which we found to be Perfect. so funny. And I said, All right, guys, we have to sign this. There's three of us. Said, what do you what do you want to say? And the performer, without missing a beat, just wrote, James, loved you in fever pitch, love gritty. I was rolling. I could not <laughs> stop laughing. It was the f- and I was like six months pregnant. Like I almost peed my pants. I literally, it was so funny. And everyone else was like, "Yeah, that was that was funny, Sarah." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sarah, come on, we gotta go. I think to this day, I think it's so funny. He called him James. He trolled his fever pitch movie. Right. Um, so that's our it just, Jimmy well. Fallon. It just
1: embodies the whole the whole thing, right? It's just yeah. on a fly. You guys and are doing just, hilarious stuff.
0: You know, he he doesn't care who you are. Like he's gonna keep it real with you. Um, you know, they let him out onto the Jimmy Fallon set, which shouldn't have done. But he, uh, you know, he sits down at Questlove's drum set. He's throwing the sticks all over, and <laughs> he's on the couch posing, and you know. And then we, it's it, it's actually funny. We had a, a preseason game that night, and. Here, we had just launched this mascot and said he's for the city of Philadelphia and he's in New York filming Jimmy Fallon. He cannot be late to his second game of his mascot career. I mean, that just looks so bad, right, optically. Um, And I'm trying to work through logistics of how how I'm going to get him back to Philly. And there was an Ed Sheeran concert that night and roads were shut down. And I'm thinking, I don't know that this is going to happen. I can't believe I did this. I went into our COO's office and I said, I need to charter a helicopter. It'll be for great content. (laughs) Um, So
1: what was the response?
0: Okay. Which I think at this point we were riding the wave and we were really, we were talking about making a splash and leaning in. I mean, we're very fortunate to have the support of our executives and, and you know, they understood, you know, you have to take some chances. Yeah. So we put him in a, a helicopter in the full suit. It's the funniest thing I've ever seen. He barely fit. Um, <laughs> I was terrified. I thought we were going to all just go down into the Hudson. But um, yeah, so you can. There, there's content out there of Gritty in this this helicopter flying back. We had a police escort. Wow. It was pretty funny.
1: So you've mentioned a couple times how just across the board, you know, when the Kim Kardashian tweet was pitched to you, you were just like, yeah. And then when you pitched the helicopter, they were like, "Yeah." So is is that how the outlook was pretty much the whole time with this venture, or did it take some time for I guess ownership and executives to warm up to doing all this crazy stuff?
0: We, I again, I was, you know, we have phenomenal executives, and they, I think there was a trust there with our team, and um, you know, we didn't abuse that. We you know, we really were careful to make sure they understood the thought process. And then they they really hit a point where they were comfortable with our team kind of making calls on things. And, and you know, there is a lot of yes involved and in trying new things, but there also is a lot of no involved. Um, you know, as time has gone by, Gritty gets asked to appear at every... Preschool graduation, every wedding, every bar mitzvah, and he would love to go to all of them. But unfortunately, we, you know, we have one, one fella. So we do say a lot of no now, which is hard.
1: Right. Well, I, and there's also just a degree of it's very special when he arrives because mm-hmm. everybody wants him everywhere. So when he actually does show up, it's like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, as time would go on, would you say that the hype has slowed at all?
0: No and we've been waiting for it too. Um, I even had a baby when on maternity leave came back and it still won't stop. Um, and every week we say, all right, well, you know, and this will, this will probably settle down and it, it never does. And then the phone rings. I mean, it's, it's been, I'm so fortunate, you know, it's been, we've had so much fun.
1: Yeah. Well, I- since then, there's, there's been different events and sort of stunts and, and viral things with time. So mm-hmm. at the first uh, home regular season game, Gritty came out uh, on a wrecking ball, right? Mm-hmm. Came from the rafters uh, playing the Miley Cyrus Oh, song. yeah.
0: We played the song. Couldn't not. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> uh, at the Winter Classic, he went streaking. Yep. Uh, do, you, do you now feel, now that this has been, Gritty is here to stay. It's huge do you Do you and the team now feel any pressure to come up with the next biggest, craziest?
0: Oh, a hundred percent. And now, you know, I go to a deli, and the guy's like, "I got an idea for you about gritty." or you know, i I go anywhere and everyone's got an idea. And it's so it's hard to kind of go through all of the ideas, all the things happening and decide, okay, this is the next step. This right. is not the next step. And we're frankly, we're very, you know, we're very careful and cognizant of the fact that we could jump the shark and and we try to be very, um, aware of that. We try to make decisions that seem, you know, WWGD, you know, what would grit do? Um, and we have a lot of conversations about that.
1: Yeah. So in the end, gritty is a symbol for a hockey team, an NHL hockey club. Yep um but there have been many individuals and in some organizations who have sort of adopted his likeness and his face um for different like sometimes political causes mm-hmm. how do you manage that for an organization that's probably not trying to get involved in those sort of things
0: yeah i mean at the end of the day we're a hockey club um you know gritty's biggest love in life is Claude Giroux our captain um so and we're, we're private organizations. So, you know, Gritty, as I like to say, he doesn't know his left from his right, which he truly doesn't. Um, as a marketer, I mean, it's amazing to see a product that you've put out into the world adopted by so many people and so many people seeing things in him that resonate with them. Um, so, you know, it's kind of a split thing. You, you feel, so excited i mean i love seeing him everywhere i go it's amazing um you know we're very lucky the nhl handles our cease and desist letters so we (laughs) don't have to um but you know it's 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 a marketer's dream and we're we're so fortunate and excited and at the same time we're for kids you know we're here to entertain and and at the end of the day we're philadelphia flyers
1: so I saw a stat that in the first 30 days, the media coverage of Gritty's first 30 days generated an enormous audience reaching nearly 70 million people on TV with a local audience of over 16 million. Online, Gritty garnered nearly 5 billion impressions worth about $150 million in earned media. When you hear that, what goes to your mind?
0: Never in a million years did I think I would be involved in a project like this. And I mean, we're very lucky. We have some of the brightest minds on our team. And I think I look back now and I think if you get the right people in the room and they could be 22 years old, they could be 75 years old and you get them to collaborate in a way that feels true and real to them. Um, And and unless I'm like the least, kind of lovey-dovey person on the planet. But I genuinely think this... We just hit the right group of people at the right time with the right message. Um, I'll probably never see something like this again in my career, which makes me a little sad. Maybe. We'll find out. Yeah. Um, But these are people that I spend more time with in my own family. I mean, we're in sports, so we work a lot of nights and weekends. Um, I'm, I'm with them nonstop. They're some of the just most intelligent people I know. And, you know, I, I think from a leadership standpoint, when you when you invite people to the table, you you sometimes get some really cool ideas.
1: Yeah. Is there anything looking back that you might have done differently about Gritty and its reveal and just the whole shebang?
0: I wish we had known what was going to happen so we could get out ahead of you know, the insanity. Um, there were definitely times in the in the course of particularly the fall that I felt like I had to put my full-time job as the director of marketing for the flyers over here and just handle gritty. Um, so this is a whole new program that we now have to do. So it, you know, it requires a, a ton, you know, teenagers. They require constant supervision.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, that's <laughs> It's, you know, it's a lot. So um, I think we if we could get out ahead of it, that's probably what we
1: yeah. have done. I think, do you have any advice for anybody in the crowd who might be trying to introduce or come up with a new idea, a new, I don't know, logo, whatever it may be, and, and wants to get a good reaction, maybe even viral? Can you give even give advice to make something viral, or is it random?
0: Uh, you know, it's I hate that word so much. Viral. and And I remember when I started my career out, I had so many people who were like, I want to make this viral and you kind of roll your eyes, right? Like, okay. Um, I I think in this kind of current climate right now where everything is all about content, you just have to be authentic. Um, I think particularly the younger people can s- are so savvy right now and they can see through so much of what a brand puts together and decide for themselves if this is something they want to take in or not. And so we just try to do things that we feel are true to Gritty, that we find funny, that that we would stand for. I won't sign off on anything unless I know that I can personally go to bat for it. So that Old Town Road video that we put up on there, we had that in the can for a really long time. And we waited to put it out until it felt right timing-wise. We put it out Derby weekend. So... It, you know, you just want to try to do what feels right for you, and and be authentic to your the brand.
1: Yeah. So gritty. Among all the public uh, recognition, including recently, you won a Webby or the People's Voice Awards for best social media, best sports-related social media. Congratulations on Thank that. Thank you. Um, there was also a Philadelphia City Hall resolution passed.
0: Yes. How gritty.
1: Now the actual government of the city of Philadelphia past this, and I'll I'll read an excerpt. Whereas Gritty's National Hockey League debut featuring a bottoms-up fall onto the ice is a metaphor for the vulnerability that each of us face as we too skate onto the slippery ice that is life. And whereas when the Pittsburgh Penguins took to social media and mocked Gritty for his appearance, Gritty responded, sleep with one eye open tonight, bird. Gritty like our steadfast commitment to justice in the face of adversity will not be mocked or stopped. And whereas Gritty may be a hideous monster, but he is our hideous monster. (laughs) Now, that's my favorite one. (laughs) Therefore, be it resolved that the council of the city of Philadelphia welcomes Gritty, the new mascot of the Philadelphia flyers and honors the spirit and passion that Gritty has brought to the city of Philadelphia and to the entire country both on and off the ice,
0: <laughs> I have no words.
1: <laughs> How cool is that?
0: They told us they were going to write a resolution, and then when we received this, we actually did a um a dramatic reading in the office
1: <laughs> <laughs> as you should
0: yeah um, i mean that's that's really what we wanted all along was to to build something that stood for this city that we felt that you know this that its members could could embrace and and really get behind and so it's exciting that we were able to do that.
1: Yeah. Finally, last question, uh, there's there's a question that I ask every guest just to get different perspectives interviewing guests across all kinds of different industries. If you had one message that you, Sarah Schwab, could get to every Philadelphian, based on your recent experience, based on your industry, uh, be it a tweet, a text, plane in the sky, billboard, whatever, one message that each Philadelphian could receive and ponder, what would you say?
0: Well, since I've had approximately 30 minutes to figure that out. um,
1: Essay question at the end. Yeah, yeah, I
0: know. I would say embrace your weird. Um, And, you know, I've always sort of had a funny you know, personality and and I'm super sarcastic and I usually make weird comments and people sort of look at me funny, but it's really helped yeah. in this role that I'm in. Um and some of the other people on the team who have come up with such amazing ideas are equally as weird and when you put a bunch of weird people together, you know, sparks fly. So, um I think it's very easy, particularly in this industry, to get very, very corporate and very, um, you know, results focused and this memo and, and this ROI. But at the end of the day, it's so important to just remain authentic. And if that's if you're just super weird, sometimes it works.
1: For more on Sarah, her team and the story of Gritty, You can check out the show notes or head to podfillyhoo.com forward slash gritty. If you like the show, be sure to subscribe and leave Philly Who five stars wherever you get your podcasts. You can also follow along on Twitter and Instagram at podfillyhoo, and also join the email newsletter at podfillyhoo.com. Here's a special thanks to everybody at PRSA for having us out to their travel and tourism conference. Philly Who is a Q9 production, and this episode was hosted and produced by me, with editing by Max Graham and Jackson Neal, associate production by Angela Gervasi, Jackson Neal, and Lauren Hunter, music by Lee Rosevere, artwork by Lauren Carhart, and special thanks to Kara Schneider. For Philly Who, my name is Kevin Schmidlin. Till next time.